Hello and welcome to another episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I am joined as always by Vader. How are you doing, Vader? Good. I have a lot of knickknacks and arts and crafts on my table. So I apologize <laughs> if you hear rustling. I will try and refrain, but I have fidgety fingers. <laughs> All right. No problem. The filter's pretty good. <laughs> good. I've already, dang, I've already picked something up. It's a bad habit I've got. <laughs> uh, you know, well, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Same old, same good. old. <laughs> well, cracking along. What are we talking about today? We are taking a look at a more recent um, adaptation of the Wong Fei Hung uh, folk hero. So, this is uh, 2014's Rise of the Legend, uh, directed by. Roy Hin Young Chow. Um, he has a like a, a handful of movies under his belt. Nothing is in our wheelhouse. Uh, however, he is in the process of filming a Dynasty Warriors adaptation, which I believe is off of off of the video game series. <laughs> so that's uh, interesting. Well, the video game series is based on yeah, yeah stories and wars. I think it's just a it's a um, a reflection of how that's kind of come back through popular culture. So yeah, it's it's the uh, I guess this one's technically it's still the hundred and eight stars of destiny. So it's based off of like the water margin. It's an old um, Chinese classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that, how that turns out. Yeah. It's probably going to be ridiculous, um, but if okay it's anything, uh, <laughs> yeah, if it's anything like what we just watched, uh, the action scenes will be good. Yeah, it was, it was very violent. This one, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little. Bit I was just funny. thinking about it when you, see, yeah, it was uh, when you mentioning it that he hasn't done much martial art films. It kind of explains it, I guess, because. There's a lot of fighting in this, but I wouldn't say it's that much of a martial art film because there's a lot of fighting, but not necessarily the Kung Fu. No, it's, um... it's there, but not really focused upon. It's more just brutal smashing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it reminded me a little bit of Ip Man, um, maybe number two. Just kind of gang infighting, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that would Ip Man was very clearly talented and skilled, and it was. I think maybe it's, as I say, I think it's more down to the directing and the experience of directing martial art films. And if he hasn't really done that, it kind of explains it for me, at least. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like it was an integral part of the film, but it wasn't the focus of what they were doing. It was, yeah, like reverse montage. <laughs> Something, flashback city. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was a little bit of train montages right at the end, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. But as you say, it was reverse. It was flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So he's done no other martial art films as director. Um, no, not not that we really can find. Okay, yeah. As I say, I think that explains how the movie is put together and and probably how I yeah took it. I mean, well, and it, it's also returning people. Yeah, it, it's a prologue yep. sort of to 
what we're used to seeing as like Wong Fei Hung. Oh, that's true. I was going to say because it's the quote the rise of the legend, but yeah. the way the movie ends, not trying to jump the gun, which I always do, is it kind of he could be seen as the main guy as potential villain. <laughs> the way yeah, it ends. it's it's a little ambiguous, but it um it stops off at a point where you could start the version of the character that like Jet Li did um, in Once Upon a Time in China. Okay, yeah. Yes. Were he like way well, more yeah, ruthless <laughs> and violent. That's all in his past. He's moved on from there. Yeah, he was just, you know... Necessary and evil. <laughs> yeah. Necessary and evil. Necessary evil. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's all seems we're talking about him. That's Eddie Peng, I guess? Yes, yes. Eddie Peng was uh, Wong Fei Hung. And he's done Tai Chi Zero? Yes. The tai Chi uh, Hero. That's the same Chi film, Hero. is it? It's a sequel. Okay. They were, they were well, like they filmed about? They back about? to back. It's like one movie. There's a third. Oh, okay. So that directs. Yeah. Are they about the origin of Tai Chi? Uh, no. Um, they are about a. It's a young man who has like a. He has like a head injury, like a weird little horn thing in his head, if I remember. And he. Um, he's like a savant. Where he's shown the the Tai Chi and becomes really, really good at it, like super powerful, but his like his chi in his body is blocked by the injury I think he has, so it has he has to work his way around that and learn the the skills to become the hero. So the first movie is a prologue and he's kind of like a wimp and then he starts to uh, he does his training montage and then it goes into the second movie. I like the sound of this movie. Yeah, it but was it pretty also good. Sounds, <laughs> it also sounds like you're speaking in Metal Solid and Venom Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's... It's been a while since I watched it. It came out in 2012, so... Um, cool. I may be misremembering, but pretty sure somebody has some kind of wound in their head and they get better and stronger once it's oh, resolved. Cool. Anyway, um, he is also in Monkey King 2. Um, I, I don't think that was the Stephen Chow one. I don't know. They did way too many Monkey Kings in the span of like three years. There's been a lot. There has. And he, um, he's a, a bit character in Monkey King 2. However, uh, I don't think it's a related spinoff, um, but it is Wukong, so more Monkey King. I mean, he plays the, the titular character in um, the 2017 retelling. Maybe it's a reboot. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many of those movies. Oh, is that the Wukong? Yeah. Film? Yeah, okay. So he's quite, quite a young actor then. doesn't seem to be quite recent as things. 
Yeah, he's, I don't know, maybe early 30s. He's a young guy. Yeah. He's pretty talented, moves pretty well. Yeah, he's um, one of the up-and-coming new stars that will replace uh, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, um, our, our core group of uh, martial arts stars for Hong Kong cinema. He's Taiwanese-Canadian. Yeah, the um the cast on this in as a whole I think is fairly international or rather some of the movies they've done are um Canadian yeah, or US productions, not just Hong Kong films. And sticking with tradition, he's a singer as well. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to be uh, that triple threat there. You got to sing, yep. act and dance. Model. He's got the mod thing. Yeah, he's a pretty handsome guy. I wanted to call him oh, Shreddy Pang for this movie because he was ripped. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and in this movie, all the ladies are uh, after him as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good man. Um, and we've got Semo Kambo Semo Hung. Semo Hung. <laughs> <Which is, laughs> yeah. I mean, it's his actual name, but Semo Hung is. We know Semo Hung. He's the man. Yes. And. Uh... We've covered his filmography before um, from Beatman. Uh, however, I, I don't think he had we looked into it, but I, I watched um, My Beloved Bodyguard. It was on Netflix, although I think it's a different film title when they did the international release. Um, it was pretty good. It was not as much. There was small amounts of martial arts in it, more just... Uh, action drama I guess more heavily on the drama less on the action um, and then he's in God of War which I haven't seen I think it's on Amazon but not uh, not for free so I don't I haven't rented it yet it's more of a um, not really a period piece but that sort of uh, feeling I guess yeah yeah, we've done a lot more than what we put there, but those are those. Oh, for ones. sure. No, we, we covered him before, so I didn't want to dig into like the seventy yeah. movies he's done. <laughs> but almost um, every single Jackie Chan movie yeah. in the early yeah. days. Yeah, um, he's been with Jackie Chan and Yin Biao. Um, in relation to this, he portrays uh, one of Wong Fei Hung's disciples in The Magnificent Butcher. So. Maybe we'll give that a look in the future. Okay. And that was in the 70s, like maybe like 1976, somewhere around there, I think, for Magnificent Butcher. Uh, then we have Lu Dan Wang. Uh, she portrayed Chun, and Chun was the other My childhood mother? friend. Yeah, kind of. The one that's like in between um, Wong Fei Hung and Fiery. Well, he's she's the one he cares for, and she cares for like they she, yeah it's yeah, a love triangle. It's a love triangle. It was square, it was square. Yeah, he had another lady as well. <laughs> um, but she has no other kung fu films. It's all been dramas and 
TV series, okay. I think. Um, and then I guess speaking of fiery, uh, it's Boran Jing. Um, he his filmography is very short. He's only had a few roles, and his other notable kung fu um, film would be the Guillotines in 2012. And that one was another sort yeah. of like um, God of War, where it's a sort of a period piece. With a bunch of wire work and crazy that it's that weird like anachronistic armor where they'll they'll have like the painted up armor that looks like it could be historical but probably ever never is yeah way, way over the top stuff you know yeah it's like cool looking but probably not very functional and not historically accurate <laughs> yep and then we have uh, Tony Lung. So this is Tony Kafai Lung. Um, we also we covered him in League of Gods. Uh, he portrays Wong Fei Hung's father, so he has like five minutes of screen time, maybe maybe three. <laughs> it's very very briefly he's in the movie. Yeah, he's a badass martial art master, wasn't he? In the movie, yeah, he did a lot of cool stuff. Um, the few times you see him, he's just. I mean, basically, you're seeing him through uh, Wong Fei Hung's like memory, and his respect yeah. for his father is just like astronomical. So he uh, he just portrayed like super powerful. Then yeah. we have uh, Angela Baby again. Uh, she was in. League of Gods, and she portrays uh, Orchid in this, so she's the um, courtesan. Also a childhood friend who was kidnapped yes. and forced into... Prostitution. Yeah, prostitution, yeah. And also loves Faye. Yes, and is revealed like at the very end to be the childhood friend that he's been searching for, but she's been by his side the whole time so it was just uh, like okay that's a coincidence or not oh so did he not know that who she was he didn't know you see that's what i didn't miss i'm like how did this all happen (laughs) yeah it was like a lot um just fortune or misfortune or circumstance i mean not circumstance happenstance yep like she knew but she was the only one that like she just kept it uh, to herself. But he, he trusted her, though, as if he did know who she was. I think it was more that he knew that she was, like, on his side. Yeah. Um, let's see. Then we have uh, Jia Feng, who portrays North Evil, one of the two, um, I guess, lieutenants uh, of our... Uh, Big, uh, big bad. Um, I guess we didn't address it, but uh, Sammo Hung is the the villain of the film, Master Liu. Yes, and also the the actor portraying North Evil only had like three three film roles, and one of them happened to be my beloved bodyguard. So <clears throat> that also tied in because he worked with Sammo Hung before. Yeah, and also technically they would have been after like... this movie. Yeah, 
this movie, the, these names of these guys are stupid. I keep like they say North Evil. I'm like, is that a gang? Oh no, that's the oh, person. That's right. Probably it's sounds like, better in Chinese. North Evil is. That always sounds funny. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, it's just it sounds like more of a gang name than an actual person. I think it's because it has North in it. Yes. Yeah. The cardinal directions are very intimidating. And that begs the question, where is, like, South, East, and West Yule? Do they have other brothers? Did they control yeah. some other city? <laughs> I don't know. The, yeah, the other brothers were dead. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and, I guess, speaking of the other uh, lieutenant, I'm just giving him that rank because I don't know what else to call him. He's just, like, a sub-boss. Uh, is black. Well, they're called, they're called sons, though, aren't they? They're not actual they're, sons. No, they're not his actual sons. They're just like there's first, second, third son. Um, that's just the amount of respect that they're given in the gang is is their boss treats them as if they were his children. I mean, they're grown men, but that, that's the level of like respect that he's affording them because. He's giving them trust to, um, or really it's not even at that point, but they're able to, to be in his good graces after having worked in his gang for, I don't remember what he said, it was like seven years or something. It was quite a long time. Yeah. But he trusts them to run parts of the organization. Um, so this is... Uh, well, they Black... had an adoption ceremony. It, so yeah. Full on. <laughs> um... <laughs> But Black Crow is portrayed by Byron Mann, uh, who has uh, an extensive filmography. For he's not he's not very old, um, but he he portrayed Ryu in the, the nineteen ninety four Street Fighter movie, um, the live action one with uh, um, Jean Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. Sad. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, he was in Crying Freeman in 94 also. Uh, then again with um, Sammo Hung, he's in, I think it was just one episode of Martial Law in 1999. Uh, then there was like there was a few other films that I just kind of like left out. They, there were martial arts ones, but just only like tertiarily. Um, he's in Man with the Iron Fist, 2012. Uh He's also in Rush, the Rush Hour TV series um, and the Arrow TV series. Uh, I haven't watched that, but he was <laughs> in enough episodes that it's from 2012 to 2017, so he's a recurring character. Um, and most recently, he played uh, Takeshi oh, yeah. Kovech in Altered Carbon, which more of a sci-fi oh. film but there is some martial arts in it so i just left that on there plus it's a, a recent um netflix tv series it's, it's it was good yeah we've been watching that me and the wife i never really clicked <laughs> yeah i need to i i read the books when it came out um and i felt i needed to reread them before i got past episode two so <laughs> I, I just uh haven't got around to them finish watching it even though it was it was entertaining um i think maybe just the pacing was weird i don't know yeah anyway that's neither here nor there 
We'll talk um, about that after. <laughs> yeah. And that's the that's the notable um, cast list. There's a it was an extensive about, cast. Who, who's the I other brother? Somebody? Which one? It was the, there's the third the the third brother. Um, he's not much. He's not a fighter. He was more of the nerdy type. But it, it was a th- the third brother. I, I couldn't. I, <laughs> I couldn't remember who all the people were. Um, because I didn't. I with, they weren't. They weren't saying the right. names. Like in the film very often. Yeah, no. I but the cast you. list I, has their names, so I could didn't I mean, I knew North Evil and Black yeah. Pro, but I'm just not sure who the other guy was. Yeah, there's one other one. He's the the sly one. Um I think. There's definitely fourth cause four because Faye was the fourth, but it doesn't really matter. I'll stop worrying about it. Yeah. But do you know what I've kind of realized today? Well, while watching this, talking about this, uh, Faye, um, what did I say? What am I saying? This uh, Wong Faye Hung. Maybe that's why. Have you played the game Xenogears? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. That that he's modeled after Wong Faye Hung. I was going to say yeah, because his name's not <laughs> Wei Fong Hung. It's not Wong. It's it's Faye Faye Wong Fong. Wong. Fei, Fei, so Fong, it's like two Wong. or three yeah. names. It's Fei yeah. Fong. So two of the two of the names. <laughs> yeah, but but in the game, um, he's also he's a martial artist. The, he's a martial artist, and he's the pupil of um, Doctor Sitan, who is a stand-in father figure and is a doctor of a small village, and basically is the same as. Um, Wong Fei Hung's father in like this. Oh yeah, yeah. So That's yeah, cool. I mean they, they definitely pulled from that for um, inspiration for uh, um, the first Xenogears game. I never really clicked until like watching this film and it kind of <laughs> clicked together. Yeah, I like that game. It's even cooler now. That needs <laughs> to be re- that needs to be remastered. Yeah, that would anyway, be good. But that would be good. Good game. Uh, yeah, so that's our cast list. Are you ready for some reviews? Yeah, so hopefully they have the plot because we totally danced around it and didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, this usually, this usually covers it, and if it doesn't, we fix it up. When we <laughs> yep. after Let's the do the, uh, the good review first. Well, do you want to know something interesting? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Usually, I find a 10 and a 1. This movie only has just above average reviews. Only 6 and 7s. There's no 10s. There's no 1s. Well, again, I haven't really done an extensive search. (laughs) Um, But in the place I usually uh, reside for these reviews, there's only been, there are only 6 and 7s. So the good and the bad are going to be very similar. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, these are long, by the way. Are you ready to get into <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to pull one up and read one, too? Uh, maybe we can alternate paragraphs. Okay, me, uh... <laughs> it's oh, it's up on, um, on our show notes, if you're there. I'll start. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll so... do the second one. It's a little longer. So I guess you're doing the bad review. Yes. So this one actually has no stars. So this could have been a one star. And I chose it. It was the worst titled, and it has no stars. <laughs> I forgot to star it. 
Oh, there's no brackets. Title. Yeah, no, unfortunately. Boring, formulaic, with bad, unnecessary soundtrack, and they left us hanging. That was the end of the title. <laughs> it ended with an and. Uh, and this is from Basic Logic six, on the 16th of February, 2015. Special effect, in addition to... Over, oh, is their title continuing on to their... <laughs> Oh, the title continues yeah, on to the actual thing. They, uh, they yeah. said that as one really They didn't sentence. provide a title, so it defaulted to the first seven letters, words. Boring formulaic with bad, unnecessary soundtrack and special effect. In addition to overly told, repetitive, boring storyline, totally unnecessary, long and tiresome fighting scenes, the only impression of this bad movie is boring, boring, and boring. Why the Chinese movie industries in mainland China and Hong Kong so obsessed with H. Wang legend. The dialogue either done by the actors or voice over by some other people solely doing such line of work, but either turned out to be naturally, naturally enough just because of the contrite dialogue. Okay. It's such a boring storyline with rent. Yeah, <laughs> trying to process it. It's such a boring storyline with randomly inserted flashbacks of the teenage kids, or used some westerners for background extra purpose. There is nothing interested enough to keep the interest or focus. Every scene in this film looks staged. And what's a movie? It's supposed to. Look, stage, including the costumes and the makeup. The dialogue is just so boring, and the tempo of the mo- of the most part of the film is too slow. With suddenly explosive fight scenes, but then again, the off-screen narration of the main character also making the viewer, like me, feel unnecessary and awkward. I know this actor from Taiwan is now a rising star, quite hot, because he's been showing himself in so many films in recent years. But he actually is not an unique bind, but a regular and blended guy. All in all, this is getting personal, all in all, this film is a marginally watchable flick. If you have other better choice to kill the time, don't waste it on watching this. It's just boring. I don't want to be too picky because this is clearly written by a non-English speaker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just go with the you. intent of the thing rather than the, the linguistic yes. instruction. Yes. I don't know. It did, it, to me, for me, I agree in some points, it did drag out a little bit and it took a lot. It's very action-y, but it took a long while to get going and I had no idea what was happening in the first 45 minutes. I was so confused. <laughs> Um, but it did. T- I think the flashbacks actually did a really good job pulling that together and understanding what was going on. Because I don't think it really told you, even though it was showing you stuff. I don't think the first half really made it clear what was actually happening. <laughs> it was weird. But this was a bad review. I don't really agree with it. What about you? Do you agree with uh, it? No, the same. The same uh, feelings you had. I think. Uh... We're definitely missing context for this. I mean, even having watched 
other films on Wong Fei Hung. I I'm I don't know the full like folklore uh, behind the, you know this actual person. I think without that, we're missing something. I wouldn't have even known this was a Wong Fei Hung story until the very end, like toward the end when everything kind of started to come together. But just from the beginning, yeah, you know, I, I I would like watch the martial arts revenge movie, and then. It's like, oh, actually, no, this is a origin story for a popular folk hero. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, I, to be honest. And I was a little distracted while trying to watch it because I've, I've been quite busy recently. So I was trying to do multiple things at once and it wasn't really working for a subtitle film. So <laughs> I may have missed some start stuff at the beginning and that's my bad. But it did seem it was a little bit disconjointed and I couldn't really... This is not a racist comment, but I know how it can sound racist. It's because the film's quite dark and there's lots of shadowy scenes. I got really confused who was who. <laughs> and it's not because <laughs> I'm being racist. It's because the movie's very dark and shadowy at times because there's a lot, there, a lot of the films in uh, opium dens or brothels or, you know, gambling parlors. And so it's very dark. Yeah. Well, it's also a muted color tell, palette. You know, like it's not, it's yes. not sepia toned, but it's close. But yeah, you're right. It is uh, your grey tones very much. There's no, unlike other films we've, we've recovered that tend to have very outlandish costumes or very bright, colourful costumes. This had none of that. No, uh, yeah. no, everything's and, like real looking. I mean, as much as you're gonna uh, get out of like a film like this. Yeah, and this is on, this is based around gritty underbelly of society and we're dealing with basically slave trading and gangs who gangs who wear a uniform of black and and slaves and peasants who are half naked and covered in grime so it as i say it was very hard to tell who was who for the first while by the end of the film i was working i'd worked it out but i was a little confused to start off with um yeah, well, they, they were playing of... with like tricking the view well i mean not like tricking the viewer but you're not privy to like what's going on like on purpose like the, yes, the, the, the... I, so i didn't miss stuff i was right that we didn't really know that Faye was actually working with the other people no they like were hiding it from the viewer too okay good i thought i just missed stuff like i was no, like I don't, I don't think so. when did this start happening <laughs> I got really yeah. confused. No, just like we didn't find out that um, Orchid was the, the young girl, like until she told us. Like, there's nothing in the movie that lets you think that that's the case. Okay, good. So, I thought I just missed something. No, no, it was, it was just the way it was done. Um, well, let's take a look at the other uh, other review. Oh, yes, yeah, good. So, so this one's a seven out of ten. Uh, Wong Fei Hung reboot is the title by uh, the reviews by scurvy tune uh, and this was written on the 19th of february 2015 i wanted to say scurvy tune 19 but uh, <laughs> just the formatting so uh scurvy tune uh prefaces the review with a warning saying there's spoilers which is fine because uh that's what we do all about spoilers spoil the movies for you so you also have to watch them I mean, wait, yes, yes. Also watch the movies, guys. So, Samo Hung and Eddie Pang star in what is clearly an attempt to renew the success of once 
Once Upon a Time in China's extended series about revolutionary hero and martial artist Wong Fei Hung. A lot of money was spent on this. The casting pretty decent and the cinematography and sets are lush. What lets the film down is the choppy editing and lack of ambition when it comes to things like the final fight sequence, which looked like somebody had set the stage for a battle to the death between two seasoned champions, only to have the comic relief fight the third-string henchmen. The plot centers on Fei Hung and his childhood friend's long-drawn-out revenge against a powerful gang they blame for destroying their lives and those around them. Fei infiltrates the gang and orchestrates bit by bit the spectacular downfall of his new family and the betrayal of his adopted father, culminating in a showdown with Sammo Hung, who plays the crafty mob boss. Melodramatic and tragic in tone, the film is choked with moments designed to elicit pained expressions of grief and frustration from Eddie Pang, who we assume will have to carry the inevitable who we assume will have to carry the inevitable sequels should this be deemed good enough. Sadly, Eddie Pang, even on the basic pop boiler 70s Shaw Brothers scale, is not quite there yet. Perhaps I'm being harsh on Eddie Pang, but when Jet Li first broke out, there was never any doubt of how good he was and how big he would become. Pang, however, is no Jet Li. Sammo Hung, of course, plays Sammo. To be critical, this would be unfair. Rise of the Legends suffers somewhat to the earlier and definitive versions of the hero's life. As a martial arts film, it highlights key fighting techniques and, set up, and sets up action sequences that are, that are, if not as complex as Jet Li or Jackie Chan's works, are at least well filmed and hold your attention. Furthermore, several of the fight sequences recall earlier films both in use of sets and obstacles presented. In so doing, we are asked to judge the homage to the filmmaker's past and conclude sadly that if we are looking for the jaw-dropping choreography and extended displays of original or at least well-executed complex battle scenarios, we should set our expectations to medium. As a <laughs> cognoscenti of the genre... I don't know what that is. That a word? <laughs> anyway, um, I will admit to not being bored by the fight scenes and looked forward to the next one. In fact, you could count on them breaking out fairly regularly. Fighting being half of what you'd expect from such a film, it hits the right notes well enough to entertain. The other half of the story, in which we explore the motivations and machinations of the heroes and villains, is pretty textbook and predictable interspersed with sometimes annoying intrusions and cutaways of backstory told in the form of flashbacks to Fei Hung's childhood, training at a monastery and the occasional sudden personal moments that are far too brief. More Shaw Brothers than Crouching Tiger in this regard, the film is let down by sloppy storytelling and relies on the next fight scene to forgive it. Rise of the Legend isn't as good as it could have been, but is good enough to entertain for two hours. This might be one of the better reviews as far as like construction um, is concerned that we've had. Yeah, as well. It, it's, it's <laughs> other than like the bizarre, the... just be straightforward. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> um, it almost seemed like this was an essay for a for a, a school project, and they just chucked yeah, it, it kind of sounded like that, or for like a film class, just a, a, a part of an essay. Um, it was very well written, and it, it, it's as I say, it's telling our kind of job and doing it for us. Um, yeah. Should get them on as a guest, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I can't disagree with this one. To be honest, uh, no, this one's fair. 
Um, it's, it's some of the same concerns I have. I think it's a little too hyper-violent and to the fact where it's impossible that the main guy could even survive what he, he did, was doing, because it was just too much violence. Yeah, it, um, was, and it was people over aren't the top, made of like water balloons. They are in this world. <laughs> water balloons full of blood. Your high pressure <laughs> blood sacks. <laughs> um, yeah, but in general, the whole, except for that word that we don't know what it means. <laughs> I've never seen that word Cognoscent. in my life. Cognoscent. Cognoscent? As a cognoscent? Yeah, I don't know. Let's Google it. Um, other than that, it was a well, yeah, constructed review. I kind of understand what they're getting at and can agree with a lot of it. Um, though I do disagree to an extent that it's entertaining for two hours. Like we said before in other films, this could have probably been a bit briefer uh, and got the same point across. Like, I thought it was dragging at the 45-minute mark. And then it kind of got interesting when that started telling me what the hell was going on. And then it had an ending 35 minutes before the end of the film. <laughs> like, it yeah, started that, dragging. I mean, again. the editing was... It poor. ended. They did... Yeah, the, the, the film ended. Like, they did what they needed to do, which is... Um, which has me mentioned. They were trying to... They were trying to overthrow the, this, this crime lord, this gang leader. They, they successfully did it. They stole all his money. To me, that's the ending of the film. But then... Faye stayed in as a mole or as a spy to keep his trust so he could oh risk that's what they're trying to do there was a point they're trying to rescue the basically they're dealing with people slave trading selling yeah they, they needed to find out where the um they're not hostages where the, they're uh pri- they're slaves prisoners yeah, kidnapped people uh were being they're gonna be sent used off. as slave labor for the um, british uh, good old whites. Um, yeah, honestly, yeah. This, I mean, this could have e- as easily been. I mean, it's set roughly around when Yipman took place. There's a lot of the same uh, cl- anti-colonialist um, ideals, and and you know, this is of course a Chinese folk hero, so they're yeah, firmly so on the, the so, you know, this is rooted in nationalism. It's a story that's, I think that was probably part of why the first uh, reviewer had such an issue with it is it's not a new take on an old tale. It's just literally retelling events that have, have happened and you're just trying to make it more entertaining or more violent than it may have actually been. It didn't need to be as violent as it was. That that's what put me off, to be honest. Um, I I don't mind violence because I like martial art films. This but one this... was gratuitous. Even I was yes. like, I started watching. It and I'm going, mm, <laughs> Vader might not dig words. the first part of this. And it and it starts off with a bang. Like the opening fight scene is just wow. And it's not like a a good fight scene. It's just really violent. And I wasn't expecting yes. it. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was saying earlier um, with the march- the director and him not doing martial art films. It, there was fighting in it, but it didn't feel like, oh, this is sweet yeah. martial arts. It just felt like brutal fighting. No, I believe his other movies are um, like uh, crime dramas, and that's kind of what this yeah. was like. 
yeah, this is kind of like a crime drama. Well, I mean, yeah, it <laughs> really is, and there's just happens to have martial arts in it. Um, yes, they and they talk about it. They talk about how he's was it like Shadow Fist or something. He's he's like an he well, is that, a master. That's his. That's the reference Hong traditional thing. Is it's the shadowless um, kick is his move. That's the thing he does. So every version of Wong Fei Hung has to have that particular move. Mm-hmm. It's basically yep. the one where he jumps and kicks uh, people like a bunch of times. Okay. Yep. Um, I've looked up that word and I will have to play it again so I can actually re- re-pronounce it. But it means people who are especially well-informed about a particular subject and you say it like cognoscenti. <laughs> cognoscenti. Oh, I mean, it it's obviously like cognizant or, you know, cognizant. Yeah, that's what's related to I, it. Yeah. I just, I've never heard that in like in my life. Never even seen that word. I could, I could guess what that's what they were talking about, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I'm pretty well read, I'd like to say. Yes, I, you are. I'm I not. Just, <laughs> never seen it. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that. That's even worse. This person's as uh, cognoscenti of the genre. I will admit to not being bored by the fight scenes and look forward to the next one. So they're admitting that they are someone who's very well informed by using a very fancy word. That's a bit egotistical. Yeah. They literally did not need to use that word. <laughs> no, no. You could have said... Especially like, in that context. Aficionado not- still would have sounded less Snobbish. annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretentious. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we're calling you out, uh, Scurvy Tune. Yeah, sorry about that. Especially with such a random username. <laughs> I would not have expected that word from Scurvy Tune, but a Scurvy Tune. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just gotta stop it. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was a bit of a mess. Um, so, basically, they they covered the plot on that one, but basically, dude. Faye wants to get revenge on a gang. I don't even was was it Sam was it Samuel Hung's character who did the stuff to his dad? No, like I don't even put those together. It was just ga- okay. gangs being so bad, wasn't it? It's the general thing he's fighting against. Yeah, what happened? It was um, when he when Wong Fei Hung when they were all children uh, at and they're at an orphanage, but. Wong Fei Hung's that's his actual father. It's his actual dad. So he's the the son of the guy that's running like the orphanage or helping with it anyway. Um, well, he's basically taken a bunch of kids. Yeah, and, and he just has poor. actually one own. You know, not one own, but mm-hmm. one of them is his own child. Um, there was trouble with local gangs, and he, the, the Wong Fei Hung's father, wasn't giving into like their demand. I think they wanted like protection money or something and uh, he wasn't going to put up with it he's like beating some dudes down um the gang did not like (laughs) um, being denied so they set fire to the orphanage and most of the kids or i think everyone pretty much got out uh but in order to do so to like get his son out um his father ends up being trapped and he he, he perishes in the fire. The, no, the, kids, son, the son goes back in. He's yeah, he, he ran back he, in to go help a kid. 
Yeah, but as best they were stuck in there, um, fiery. Um, yeah, fiery. Yeah, they were stuck in the building, and the, his father like booted them out. But the uh, the rafters or whatever the beams, you know. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. Trapped. But the, he, he was following his father's example. His father was running back in and saving yeah, people. Yeah, he, he was, was very trying safe to show the kids like, by this point could do just as well as his father or that, you know, the, yeah. their lives were important and he was going to go save them. And so that all tied well together by the end, but I just had no idea about this connection between these two guys until like the end of the, by the end of the film, you're understanding that like the main face says this, his best friend who's trapped under a burning plank of wood, you know, well, a friend who's trapped says, just go leave me out, you know, to die. Don't risk us. Don't risk your life. And he's like, my life is your life. And that has, a big meaning at the end of the film, but we didn't know about all of this <laughs> until the end of the film. And so that's what I mean. We don't really get the the gravity of what's going on early enough, I think. Like this Yeah, no, they, yeah. they could have like most a, a regular film would have done the flashback stuff in the beginning and knocked it out in like five minutes, then started the revenge part. And everyone would have been okay, I know what's going on. But this movie didn't want to do that. And even when it was starting to, you know, feed us these this exposition, it wasn't, it was in like little spoonfuls over the, the course of like the last 40 minutes. It's like yes. a little bit here, a little bit there, yes. and then still not tell you everything. And then, oh, wait, here's a little bit more that we were hiding that the characters know, but you, the audience aren't like privy to this information until the end. Because the thing that also confused me, you got Faye, and he gets into he gets in the good books with Sammo Hung, yeah, by assassinating another gang leader. But he's a part of like an elite fighting group. Who are they? And do they come back into it, or are they just gone after that fight? Because that was weird to me. Yeah, I don't think they came back. Because oh, he was it, part of that group. Yeah. They're like, Him rebel, and, like and we, they're revolutionaries. They're like rebels. Yeah, they were like elite martial artists, and Sam Hung pretty much offers them and uh, to be become their son, whoever one of his sons, whoever gets the head of this dude. And yeah, he's testing how strong they are, and it shows Faye is the strongest because he can get his hands burnt, which was kind of a bit weird, but. Uh, <laughs> It was all a bit, I didn't really know how they fit in because we get this whole intro scene about how he's going to become the next kick bad guy of this group. And that's all I really understood. Like he was just trying to become one of the bad guys. I didn't realize he was with a rebel group or. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that's the bit that I got lost in. Yeah. Well, so what the plan was, uh, I, I forgot to, I guess, mention a part. So when earlier, when his father uh, was killed, um, the orphans yep. decided to go get revenge and and beat up or kill the the gang leader that had killed their that burnt down their orphanage. So they go to go they go to do that, and when they arrive at the place where they thought the the gang guy would the gang leader would be he's already dead so samuel right. hung's gang was is the one that killed him as far as i can tell there's there's like rival gang wars and so the revenge they had was like preemptively finished and they and they you know they didn't get a chance to do anything 
yeah, so they're angry and the kid that's where they get taken in by the monks and trained yeah. to to channel that anger and that revenge desire. Yeah, and to, to understand that revenge itself is like a useless thing and you really should just be helping people. And by helping but then people, they went for... you're, you're getting your revenge. It's weird. Yeah, but they went for revenge anyway. So oh, yeah. they were just trying to they were just trying to stop the gangs. Yeah, they just want to get rid of the gangs. So his okay. Um and of course Samo Hung I think it's Samo Hung, one of the guys, says this also is that if you kill me or you know, if you kill the head of the gangs, someone else is just gonna one of the other gangs is just gonna take over, like they always do. Like that's the whole problem, is it's a big cycle and just like before, when you know, the the gang leader that had killed his father was just replaced by another gang leader, and if you kill Samuel That's... Hung, someone is just going to replace him. Yeah. So his goal was to be so strong that he is going to replace Wong Fei Hung is replacing Samuel Hung's character. That's what I mean. Earlier, but he's not like being really... an evil gang leader. He's just the strongest person. You you can't replace him. That's what the last evil gang leader said. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting up to be replacing one evil with another. He could, yeah. Yeah, but if he, if Wong Fei Hung himself is the one replacing the evil, then everything's fine. Like, that's the idea. I don't trust him. He's going to become a dictator too. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was just their great a bit plan. Hyper- yeah. After he okay, murdered so the all these wasn't... people. <laughs> he well, exactly. a lot of dudes. That's what... Yeah. <laughs> and they make a point of saying that, you know, these, these people have lost, you know, these peasants have lost fathers to these evil gangs and stuff. But then, like, he's, these people, even though they're gang members, are still fathers and stuff as well. So it's just... Yeah, they have families. There's going to be a, a perpetual... People. Yeah, cycle of violence and revenge. Okay, that kind of makes you feel worse about the film now, kind of understanding more about the goal. Like, I always figured the goal was just to topple the the gangs. No, the goal was to be the strongest was it to force the people? there. Yeah. Well, they were, to re- they were trying to rescue the people, too, but I think that was, like, a was that, side Did they know goal. about that? Mm, they just learned about No, because they, it wasn't a thing. Like, that became something because the... Um, the corrupt government uh, enlisted Samuel Hung's character to provide uh, slave labor yeah. to the, the British. Or, I mean, he, like, I think so he, bid, a... he bid for that position or whatever, because it wasn't, like, a, a thing that anyone could, someone could take it away. Like, he was just saying, you know, I'll get, I'll get you the stuff, just give me the money or whatever. And he had so was, many uh, days, was... he had like a week or whatever to, or not, I don't think it was a week, yeah, it was like three days to give two them weeks. 200 people or something. Yeah. Because yeah, so that became a side quest for the mate, the, the heroes. Yeah. Of this I mean, movie. really, it's, it's all just to make him a little bit more, chiv- like, I don't know if chivalrous is the right word, but uh, you're giving, you're casting him in a better light because he's doing a lot of bad things. He's been doing bad things for a long time to get to be able to get to where he is. And they do discuss that. They'd say, look, one of us, whoever has to go and infiltrate these gangs has to go to hell. 
Like we yeah. are entering hell and we have to do things. He like literally drew the hell stick. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the basically the other one was supposed to kind of help them keep them level headed, focused. Basically. Yeah. So it was good, but it, it did have its problems. Um, it had good parts, yeah. and I think just the construction of it was off. Like, I think if things were just rearranged, maybe the editing, I don't know, just if things were just arranged a little bit differently, um, the movie would have been better than it ended up being. And I really like Sammo Hung, and he's done some really cool movies, but he's getting too old to be convincingly that good at fighting. <laughs> and I think that's what let this film down is that the final scene could have been fantastic and led up to his cool battle. But in reality, he wouldn't stand a chance against Eddie, this old tubby man. <laughs> Shreddy Pang. I mean, Shreddy Pang. He, still, <laughs> he still looks convincingly he's like a, strong. Like I wouldn't want to be punched by Sam Hung. He's, a, he's still a big guy. No, but, but the speed and the agility they gave him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was a bit... It kind of was a letdown, whereas these these films traditionally have a really cool last final fight scene. Whereas yeah, they were relying really on the set than the um, actual fight. The fake fire. Yeah, I think fighting in a burning building sounded a lot cooler on paper than what they actually came up with. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I understand the film a little bit better after t- t- discussing it. But we, we we mentioned the the girl that was captured um, and forced into prostitution, uh, and she then risked. I didn't like how she risked herself and then she was killed. That that was a bit sad. Yeah, I mean it had its purpose, but it didn't. I don't know. I don't think it needed to go down the way it did. <laughs> I think they could have got out and she would have not died. But I don't know. Yeah, I was kind of hoping she wouldn't. Because, yeah, I guess it's opening up so that Faye doesn't have to choose which one. Which yeah, it, it really just felt like it was from the plot and not actually something the character would have done, like, in the way that they did. Well, and I think it's brave and, and courageous of her risking herself, but I just kept hoping that she would survive and not... Yeah. yeah. It was a bit of a shame. Well, when they were both there... She, the girl could have jumped in a little bit sooner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were just trying to do that. They were yeah, trying to exactly. kill him, so might as well just both it, tried to it, kill it, him. It seemed to be there for uh, Romeo, uh, a Shakespearean tragedy type thing, because that's basically what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, fine. I, think, I don't uh, know. It just. It, it, it was trying to lend weight to something that didn't really even need to exist in the you know confines of this film. Because we already knew how bad this one of these brothers were. Like he, we knew he was a creep. Yeah, there was no reason to like drive it home like this. What's interesting about his character? He looked like he wasn't a fighter or a strong person because he always wore robes. He just always seemed less intimidating. But then he was in that massage parlor, bath the bathhouse, and he was cut as. And I was real surprised. And I was expecting yeah. to see a fight scene with him. And then no, there wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. 
yeah, I was surprised how cutty he was because I thought he was kind of like the, the weedy dorky of the brothers. He was a numbers guy, not the, the, the muscle. But do you know what they should do? We should bring money back like they did back in China, like those cool little silver. No, oh, like a, the silver <laughs> tails. Yeah, they little like cool shapes. Little boats. They should be like that. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. I also like, like the, the the coins that are on strings because they have a hole, hole in them. You carry them on a rope. Yeah, yeah, I got. I have one of those on my like a replica of one of those on my keychain. I've had it for like probably oh, fifteen mm-hmm. years. A little lucky coin, Chinese mm-hmm. coin. But yeah, little boat coins are the best. Yeah, it's really cool. They're not a coin, but Weighty. silver. Yeah, you silver and gold like chunk money. Yeah, they're cool. But yeah, I guess that's the film. I don't know if there's much more to talk about. I would have liked to have seen more of the monk people teaching them about being awesome and was pulling like burning logs out of the fire to yeah. show how tough he was. That yeah, was it was super cool. brief. You're just like, okay. I mean, it's sort of a montage, I guess. <laughs> just, uh... I had them training on the mountainside for a bit, didn't it? The yeah. Kids. Um, I got my fix, even though it was very small. Hmm. What's, what's your overall rating of the film? Uh, this one was a little bit more difficult. I enjoyed the film when it got going, but it, it I felt like I was making myself watch it for like 30 minutes. Um, yeah. Six that, and that, a half. That making yourself watch it. So Yeah, fair enough. That making yourself watch it kind of fits with me. I, had, I watched it over like a, a few day period. Um, yeah. I, sp- I found it harder to sit down, whereas sometimes I'll sit down like, oh, I've only got 20 minutes and I watch part of Jackie Chan from whatever film we're watching. And I end up watching like all of it because it pulls me in. And I'm, I-, I find myself smiling when there's a cool fight scene. And it's not because it's the violence. It's just the way they move and the whole, like the, cor- the, yeah, the it's dance. Done, it's it. well done. It. It's just like. But this one didn't have that. Yeah. It didn't have that. It pulled me yeah. in. This was just people beating each other up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that was That's the problem. Was yeah, um, and so it didn't pull me in the same way that yeah. a, a good like Jet Li fight scene will. And the way I find myself just enjoying it. Um, it's not yeah. the violence we like in kung fu films. Uh, and movies. I mean, to be to be fair to the films, it's not really even the film's credit, but to the film's purpose, um, they literally were not trying to glorify violence. So they showed it as like a gritty, like not good thing. Um, but well, yeah, I guess it does portray that. Was that gangs of New York? That, yeah. Um, it's like that. Like that's, that's what kind of like. what this yeah. felt like. This is just gangs of China. That's exactly what it felt like. I really. mean, it's I literally the same, like kind of plot <laughs> where, you know, yeah. he, he joins the bad guys gang to take out the bad guy. Yeah. It's the war that's going to end all wars. Man, we're back to Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> um, oh, I guess I did. Uh, I guess we do a little honorable mention. Um, oh, young, what was it? Jackie Chan movie we tried to watch. Young Master. Was it Young Master? Oh yeah, no. Um, young Tiger. Young Tiger. 
It was horrible. <laughs> I got like 30 minutes in. I only stopped watching. I only got the first scene in and I was thinking, this is bad. And then I got distracted and then you said, no, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. It should just be called Jackie Chan's mole. <laughs> That's all I could look at was his giant hairy mole on his they face. Like, they like doing that in, in Chinese cinema. There's always someone that has, well, not always, but especially in the older stuff, it seems to yeah. be like a... It's stereotype. A like, it's, it is the guy with the buck teeth, or the guy with the big mole, or sometimes both. Yeah, there's a there's a film, and I want to remember what it's called. You might know. It's not really. It's a Chinese film. It's not martial arts, but I think for the first, there's no dialogue for like thirty, forty minutes. But it was so well filmed, and the cinematography was so good. You just felt really engaged in the film, and there's no dialogue for like a um, good chunk of the film. Hmm. And it's it's. It's almost like a Tarantino film where it's all revolving around a noodle house, I think, from memory, and different the different characters interacting, and you kind of finding out. And it's about like an assassination or something. I don't know. It was a very oh, good film. Um, I, I want to know what I it's know called. The I know the movie. I, I'm just not. I'm drawing a blank. It's, uh... I'll see if I can track it down. It was a fascinating film, and I watched yeah. it with my oh, it's uh, uh cinema it's like film the thief the chef and the something the that sounds about right yeah cobbler, yeah the thief, it sounds the like chef. a joke it sounds like the start of a bad joke yeah it's like, like for it's talking about it's like it's, it's like rashomon where it's filmed in from the different perspectives of the people perspectives yeah 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 um, and it has that, yeah, as I say, it's not, doesn't look like a Tarantino movie, but it has that kind no, of what he likes yeah. to do of, of having that kind of It is intrigue. actually a good film. And, uh, it's a very good film. But they they double down on those those stereotypes. There's the fat tubby guy, there's the buck-toothed guy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have a mole guy. Okay, uh, I think it's the thief, the lover, and the cook. Yeah, that sounds about right. The, the cook, oh, the Google thief, it. his wife, and her lover. Well, that's actually the. It might not be the right thing. The cook, the that's, thief, the thief's his wife and her lover. I think. No, that looks like a. No, this is the nineteen eighty nine a... British French something. It's. It, dang it! It's just like that. <laughs> the title. Um. Is it the chef? The actor and a scoundrel we'll get it we'll find it and we'll have to report back <laughs> but yeah it was just it made me think of it because of those stereotypes they seem to like doing having that the tubby guy is one that's always the dumb tubby guy always yeah. seems to be a trope they do even in um railroad railroad tigers they had that um but tell us about this film again like 30 minutes in like what why was it bad was in the martial arts bad the story uh, bad there's like not a whole lot of martial arts it's super it's like chase scenes mostly so the basic plot is there's a taxi cab driver and this girl jumps into his she's being chased she jumps into his cab and due to injuries or poisoning or something she she dies um, on the way and he's she just tells him to like go she's like I'm being followed just just go somewhere and he can tell she's sick so he's trying to take her to hospital uh, but she dies like on the way yeah. um, and she has a uh, like little 
I say purse, but it's like a coin purse, a little wallet, and she stuffs it um, into the lining of the wall of his, or the, the back seat of his cab, and it's, it's, I didn't watch the rest of the movie, but it's something that this gang wants, and the gang the ends Chan, up like, like the head of the gang. Yeah, he's not even the head of the gang, he's like a sub-boss. He's basically North Evil <laughs> of this movie. Um, okay. And so the whole thing is the the cab driver um, is trying to figure out why this gang's after him. Because he didn't see the girl hide the, the little coin purse or what's in it. And um, Okay, so it's... It's him trying to discover why the girl died in his cab. But there's a there's a police detective woman that's after this gang and she pretends to be the dead girl's sister to like follow the cab driver. It's really weird. She should have just told him that she's a detective, but so she's sneaking around pretending to be this, you know, grieving sister so she can um, find that coin purse thing as well so maybe she isn't a detective i i don't i'm not sure <laughs> she had a detective like yeah. little badge but other people did too um it didn't have a good start with the opening scene it's just really like slow. jackie chan's group is like basically sexually harassing a young girl like i didn't like that i was like nah was like yeah that. it was like watching the warriors but like the, the bad version <laughs> like it's not a good version <laughs> of like 70s cops and robbers um, thing and then the plot wasn't like horrible it just was moving slow and i was in the mood for not what this movie wanted to offer i guess <laughs> yeah nah it was i'm glad you pulled out of it and i'm so, sorry it was on netflix so i thought it was an easy option and yeah. well and the cover the of it wasn't cool. anything to do with like the the film it's one of those this this happened a lot with uh um, even a lot of the vhs uh movies i had of jack chan when I was first buying them, you'd get these crazy movies and they would give you, um, whoever, whatever company made them, uh, used artwork from <laughs> like other Jackie Chan movies and used it as the cover of whatever the movie was. So you would just, yep. you would pick it up based on the cover, uh, because the synopsis usually was like junk on the back. And I was like, watch this Jackie Chan, I'll just watch it. And then you're going like, what is going on? Like, none of this is, like, the little pictures on the back aren't in the movie. <laughs> that was my, like, high school years of trying yeah. to discover Jackie Chan movies and could never... I just well, had the, to wait for them to be on TV. It's easier. The titles were misleading as well. Like, this one, Young Tiger. And I'm sure he's got another one with Tiger in the name. Not tight, tight railway tigers. Another one that is cooler. Yeah. Um, I mean, you yeah. get stuff it's like the... Fearless Hyena, and you kind of know what you're getting into. But Young Tiger sounds cool, and then it's like there's no young and no tiger. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, maybe later in the film <laughs> we have like there's like Killer Meteors. I think I have Killer Meteors somewhere. Um, he's a villain in that one, but it just pops up at the end. I don't know, there's just a bunch of other ones I had, like Man with the Cracked Fingers, and I, I remember the art on that was, I think, probably from Fearless Hyena. <laughs> like, they just did them backwards. Yeah, 
they, they get a bit weird. Um, I still can't remember to find this film. I've been trying. I know. I'm trying to look. <laughs> <laughs> but I have found out that the, the English film that has a the name we thought was similar, the cook, the thief, and his wife and lover. I looked at images to see if I could find the Chinese one, and it's like dude eating a dude. So <laughs> no, don't go near that film. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, um, I can, I don't know why I can't. Like, I've got nothing. Because maybe it doesn't. Maybe there's no thief. I thought there was. Is it though. Noodle House? Like, was it thing about the Noodle House in the title? I I don't know. But you put, as soon as you put restaurant, as soon as you put the word noodle in search, it just comes up with noodle recipes and restaurants. Yeah, or do <laughs> and now film. I feel like some real good noodles. Noodle shop. Yeah. Oh well, we're gonna have to report back. No, that's so I think we. Oh should no! Wrap up wait, wait. Because... Uh, a woman, <laughs> a gun, and a noodle shop. Yes, that sounds more like it. A woman. Yeah, from the director of House yeah, of Yeah, it's really like a special gun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a woman, a gun, and a noodle shop. Yeah. So that's um, Zhang Yimo. <laughs> High five. We 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 get we do this we get it done. <laughs> It doesn't have very good reviews. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, yeah, this was a remake of Blood Simple, the Khan Brothers film. Ah, it'll be interesting to watch both of those and compare. Um, the other film I did find does look interesting. The it's around the what we've covered a lot of the Japan occupation of China. There's like the thief and something. I found about, what was it called. The chef, the the actor, the scoundrel looks like a good movie too. Yeah, and then that's another one that I just couldn't think of the name. I was probably got them confused. I've seen, I watched part of that one maybe. That one does look good. Um, but a woman, a gun, and a noodle shop it was just fascinating. How they, as I say, there was no dialogue for a very long time, but how it was filmed in a way to keep you like still Engaged. pulled into what was. Yeah, yeah it was it was fascinating. Yeah, it's got really bad reviews. Anyway, we did it. We dragged the podcast on an extra 10 minutes. Well done. <laughs> Just enough. <laughs> we should wrap up. I'm surprised we talked about this film so little, but I think we've done enough. Yeah, I mean, there's not... It, the review covered the plot that we needed to cover, and there was no actual, like... There's the one moment of crazy kung fu at the end. Um, I don't know. I mean... I would I would say check it out. It's still entertaining. You can probably skip a few minutes. It's very well out. filmed. Yeah, cinematography is nice. It's very well done. There's a lot of really cool um, crane shots, like looking down. Um, there's a point where they're trying to find the treasury, and it's like hidden in a maze of streets. And then like the camera kind of comes up and looks down, and like yeah, that was maze, cool. And you can see all these cool lanterns. I don't know. It's a lot of pieces of the movie were really good and they just assembled them like not the greatest way that's the best way i can try to like sum it up yeah they, it's a little bit trying to be fancy like memento or pulp fiction where by changing and with the reveals of when think like the timeline but i think i'd prefer it if it was chronological yeah i just wanted to just tell me what's going on uh yeah. from the beginning and i would have been fine um yeah and it was, it was, 
I'm I'm glad I watched it. It's been one of on my list for a long time. I I do remember watching the trailers for this, and I think they're in black and white. Um, and that made it like more interesting. Like I was really wanted to watch it, and then I think I tried to turn it on, and it was just super bloody, and I was not in the mood. Um, when it, yeah, when yeah. it actually did come out. Yeah. Now I really want to watch Once Upon a Time in China, though. <laughs> yeah, we do need to watch those. Those are good. Yeah. Pretty sure I've seen the first one, but it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, right. we'll check those out. And there's a um, there's another actor who's portrayed uh, Wong Fei Hung in like 40 films, or at least films and TV series over the years. Um and maybe yes. we'll see if we can dig around and try to find one of his movies. Probably will be able to there are lots of them <laughs> there, but there are a lot. So we'll see how it goes, I guess. Um, we didn't really get any specific feedback, but we did get uh, some comments just basically asking us what our favorite uh, Wong Fei Hung film is, since there are so many of them um, and ones that are fairly notable. Uh, I think we're going to hold off on answering that until we've watched at least one of the Once Upon a Time in um, China movies and kind of compare that uh, with a better grasp on the character. I just like Drunken Master, though. Drunken Master is a good film. <laughs> yeah. We do so need it's... to watch Legend of the Drunken Master. Yes. And then Drunken Master 2. And then, well, yeah, even though that one's not... <laughs> actually Jackie Chan and, um... no I'm just being funny because I know this... <laughs> <laughs> that was like the bad one um... which is which is the one that's like in more modern times is that the legend of the drunken legend master legend of the drunken master it's not like modern day but it's it's more recent than drunken, than master. drunken master yeah yeah if anything it's it's set a little bit Maybe it's like 1940s. It's set somewhere around then, I think. It's been a long time since I watched that one. So pre-modern? I don't know how the modern eras work. I know that there is a way. <laughs> it's like Industrial Revolution era. Yeah, I guess. Because aren't we in? We're in post. We're aren't we in post postmodern or something now? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're back in the 80s. <laughs> we're in uh, retro future. <laughs> Steampunk. No, no, no. Yeah. sci-fi punk. <laughs> no, I don't think we're in steampunk. Cyberpunk. <laughs> Neopunk. I don't know. Yeah. We're in cyberpunk. It is Blade Runner. There we go. <laughs> but no. yeah, I think uh we need think that probably wraps us up <laughs> for this episode. Um Vader, where can folks find you on the internet should they be so inclined? Uh, some more if you're into some video game stuff you can find me uh, com. I do some gameplay and review stuff with my son so it's family and kid friendly uh, and another podcast which is adult friendly less kid friendly Dark Insight and that's at darkinsight.net how about yourself? I am on uh, Twitter at sentinut underscore plus uh, I also co-host another podcast you can find us on iTunes uh, if you search for Monster Dear Monster. Uh, that one's more focused on other aspects of popular culture that has a monster in it, which could be almost anything. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we are... Early episodes, I guess, are 
family friendly. Uh, it dips into maybe a little bit of explicit language, and then we've been steering back toward uh, kind of making it uh, good for all ears again. So there's that. Um, they'll they there's helpful ratings on the uh, any of the episodes that are up on iTunes. Um, cool. Other than that, yeah, that's not really anywhere else specific on the interwebs um, yet. So there's other stuff in the works, but you know, we'll see what the, what the year brings. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Like I said, we didn't, uh, we didn't really get any specific feedback. Uh, we're always looking for some, send us things, send us recommendations. Um, if there's a, if there's a really cool Kung Fu movie you've seen, let us know. We'll watch it <laughs> or we'll at least, you know, you know, we'll give it a go. Um, I think there's a lot of cool stuff, um, in the pipeline as far as, uh, movies coming out this year that look really interesting. So we'll, uh, see if we can get our hands on those. Um, and yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty much it. So you can stay tuned, uh, next episode for something else, something new and something Kung Fu. Bye-bye y'all. Bye-bye.